What the fuck are we doing here, Redacted? I wish I knew. This is absolutely surreal. Do you have the sunscreen? Uh, yeah, it should be in that pocket there. Mmm, got it. They just all seem so calm. Like, this is a completely normal thing to drop everything from your job and chase around these rumors of unnatural activity. I'm honestly not entirely sure what the goal is here. I have to assume they're better at this than we are. I mean, I found plenty of creepy crap online just looking into the the roof stuff. They've obviously done this before, which is crazy on its own, but they have some kind of faith in the whatever company. I don't get it. (sighs) Same here, but I guess we just have to walk in like we know what we're doing, act like this isn't completely crazy, and that we're ready for anything. Just be confident. Or something. Fake it till we make it. Or get dehydrated and abducted by aliens. Whatever comes first. Exactly, and as long as we have each other's backs, we should be able to make it through this and back to our relatively sane lobbying gig. Bet you never thought you'd say that, huh? Ugh, don't ever let Polly know that I said that. Okay, shades on. Let's roll. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left the agents of RSL, they had gotten off the plane when they landed in Reno and met with an interesting fellow. This fellow is an asset and a friendly to Delta Green. He is going to be providing RSL transportation and shelter as they go to the thing in the desert. Everyone's following Vincenzo out, and Rowan and Rooster and River look around, and they don't see the two newbies. Where did they head to? Hold up a second. We've lost a couple people. Hang on. I, I think I saved their numbers. I've got them. No, I'll shoot them a text. Hey, where'd you get to? As soon as you send the message... Almost in unison, the doors to the restrooms open up, and they both walk out. They've changed their clothes. They look like they are certainly burners now. Ross and Reagan, what do they see? Ross comes out, and he's got yellow sunglasses on, um, like the traditional-shaped yellow sunglasses, a yellow hoodie that's the same color. However, it's a crop top, so you can see some abs, and it's mesh on the chest, and then the sleeves are solid, and then the hood is down, and he's wearing three-inch black shorts and some hiking boots, and he's got like a fanny pack strapped along his chest. Reagan is wearing a crocheted halter top. She's got on a skirt that's got a lot of bright blue and green feathers all over it. Her shades are the same bluish teal color to match the feathers, um, and they're they're kind of very very wide and, and early two thousands looking, pretty pretty spunky. Appropriately, uh, her her combat boots that she's wearing are also in that same teal color. Vincenzo looks back. Fuck yeah! Now they're getting in the hang of it. Little bit of sparkle pony, and you got a lot of moop going on, but that's all right. Just make sure you pick it up if it falls off with those feathers. But looking good. Okay, that that's 
That's interesting. Uh, I, I was going to wait until we got out there before I changed. I kind of figured since there was like a bathroom here that wasn't, I don't know, overly communal, we might as well change yeah. here. It's a, it's an airport. Have you not changed clothes in airports a lot? That's pretty, I, I think that's pretty normal. I don't usually go quite so sparkly, but... Yeah, sorry. We we stepped in when you started talking to that guy and figured we'd had a little bit of time to change, so. That's fair. I have so many questions and I don't think I want any of the answers right now. Ah, don't, don't worry about it. You'll be you'll be fine, redacted. You'll get into the swing of things. As you walk outside, you see that there are more people dressed like Ross and Reagan kind of everywhere, milling about, carrying bags and wheeling large totes. There's a large amount of rideshares that are here and taxis and a bunch of minivans. Uh, well, come on, I gotta, let's, let's all hop in the van. I'll get you over to my lot. You guys can get the, uh, the you know, the big old RV and shit and kind of just, uh, you guys can head out. It's a bit of a drive. We're all, we're all fueled up and Got everything that you guys need in there. And, oh, don't worry, there's a Walmart on the way. So you, if you need anything, you know, in particular, like uh, dietary restrictions or dietary needs, you can always go there. Fantastic. I don't remember if you said, so I apologize. Uh, is there much food in the R- that comes with the RV or will we need to snag that on the way out? I got you guys set up with about a week and a half of food. But the nice part is, is when you get there, you're going to get a pamphlet. And the pamphlet's going to show you, you know, it's a booklet. Um, you can find places to eat for free there. I mean, everything's free. It's a whole gifting economy. And the food's not bad. I mean, there's like five-star chefs. But you'll find some plug-and-play camps that just a bunch of dickheads, they won't let you in. But that's, all, that's, that's another story. He takes you to an 18-person van that's parked in the garage. And it has been spray-painted with nice like neat art like neat fractal designs but you can still tell it's been spray painted and not professionally pinstriped hop on in we're gonna go get you guys your uh your uh your your chariot your chariot awaits rome will immediately plant herself in the center seat of the front row like directly between the the driver's seat and the front passenger seat so she can look out all of the windows around her rooster sits in the driver's seat uh hey you know where you're going nope then I would suggest scooting over. This isn't your vehicle. Come on back here with us. I mean, you could sit in the passenger seat. That's fine. Yeah, he'll slide over smugly. All right, all aboard. Uh, I will s- slip into the back seat. He helps stow your stow your items and, and the things that you did bring and closes the door. All right, so this isn't the burner bus and this isn't the love boat, but we're on our way. He drives for about 10 or 15 minutes. Through Reno here, you see that they're on the main strip and the main drag. Traffic is very, very heavy. You see a lot of vehicles with chalked windows that say burn or bust or into the desert. All different kinds of sayings. You see a lot of rental RVs, the small ones, maybe like the 18-footers. And occasionally you come across a vehicle that you're not entirely sure is roadworthy, but it is covered in handcrafted peonies and has a dragon at the very top of the roof. He pulls into a lot, and you see that there are quite a few RVs here, long, large RVs. All of them are fashioned with murals on the side. 
he pulls up to one that is painted neon green. Outlining each of the windows on the outside, you see that there are colors of purple, red, blue, and orange. And the mural on the side of it is a very large turtle lying in a seductive pose. Goes, ah, that's where that's where you're going. That's my that that's my baby. What's the turtle's name? Ah, I didn't I didn't come up with the name for the turtle, but it's called Turtles All the Way Down. But if you look around the windows, it's got a bunch of uh, Renaissance and Reformation painters' colors around there. You know what I mean? No, no, I don't. Really? Art history isn't exactly his uh, forte. Also, Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, a, there was a lot of culture that snuck in via Bugs Bunny and his uh, various escapades that most people don't didn't realize until they went back and looked. I mean, this one's like out front. All right, look, whoever drives and he walks around to the driver's side and you see that there is a rat looking up at the driver's side window. A real rat or a painted rat? A painted rat. Because whoever drives is master. Master what? Hmm. Puts his head in his hands and shakes his, his head. You are dense. But that's okay. So the driver's Master Splinter, and we've got all of the turtles behind. That's why all the colors. Oh, oh man. Spell it out. Ah, Fangul. I, I went to an entirely different reference. It's fine. That's okay. That's okay. Dibs on Donatello. <laughs> you know, there's, there's four turtles and five of us. And uh, like hell... Is Rooster Master Splinter. When you do look over at Ross, Ross is dressed all in yellow, kind of like April O'Neil. Dips on Mikey, and I climb into the RV. The RV is a 38-foot-long RV. When you open it up, the inside is just as customized as the outside. But there is this thin layer of dust everywhere. It looks as though that someone tried to clean it out, but they were not successful. It seems as though this dust is persistent. The inside is well-appointed. There are comfortable chairs around, and there's quite a bit of storage. There's quite a few totes that are stowed in different uh, seating areas. And at quick glance, you do see that they are cooking equipment. There are also um, folding chairs and a pop-up tent structure in the very back there is a large bedroom with uh, two full-size beds set to each side. Vincenzo shows you around the rest and how to set up, and this could actually sleep six people comfortably with six pull-down beds and none of them actually being bunk beds. If you want to try using the bunk bed, you could fit another two people in there. He doesn't recommend it because he's not entirely sure the weight limit because the guy that did the welding of them is a little bit sus. Well, I mean, if there's enough beds for the five of us without needing to use those, then I'm perfectly fine not testing the welds. He shows you around the RV, you know, letting you know the, the amenities, the, the kitchen, the refrigerator. There is a small chest freezer that is filled with various items that are in that are in aluminum containers that could easily be reheated using the stove and the oven that's here. You know, so you guys... Uh, I think you guys will like it. My family uh, owned a, an Italian joint, and I've got a bunch of recipes, so I made sure you're going to cook good, okay? You're going to eat good. I appreciate that. I love Italian. Hey, and he winks at you. 
And Rowan actually like tips her glasses down long enough to wink back before pushing them back up. He blushes a little bit. What's the coffee situation like? Ah, yes. There are several of us who uh, occasionally get blood in our coffee stream. Okay, so over here, and he opens up a cabinet, and inside you see there are four two-pound cans of coffee that's there. It's your typical brand coffee from your bulk store place. Is that, that going to be okay for you? This should be fantastic. Thank you. What about for next week? <laughs> oh, well, you can always, some of the best coffee you can get is going to be at Center Camp anyway. I mean, make coffee on your own when you want, but Center Camp, mwah, chef's kiss. I don't know what they put in the coffee, but I'm positive that they don't put anything illegal in the coffee. But they do a pretty damn good job with it. Now, I've got a full screen GPS over here. GPS is going to help you out. It doesn't give you a whole lot of information, but I've already punched in. Uh, there is a handy-dandy Walmart. There's a couple other places. Uh, here is the uh, the organization's uh, location in Gerlock. If you need to reach them, they can do that as well. And uh, it's also got the information to get home, and it will also call me. But I'll also be on playa as well, so hopefully we'll have signal. Is there typically not signal out on the playa? Depends year per year. Sometimes some of those tech boys go and they bring some some extra antennas and 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 bounce stuff off. And you know, ever since that uh, that dude put those things in the sky, there's been more and more satellite connection too. But which dude? There's been a handful. You know the one the 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 Starlink ones, the ones that line up that everybody thinks they're aliens. Oh, the dickhead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that guy. But yeah, y'all should be good. All right. Um, if we have questions that can't immediately be answered out there, we'll get a hold of you if we can. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna be at Camp King James. King James. Um. Yeah, King James, and um, it's at uh about three o'clock and, and uh and uh, F, three across from Friendly Avenue. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to find. It. Actually, you'll hear us. We're a sound camp. What does that mean? Oh, noise, music. Oh. Dancing, all that kind of stuff. We got DJs and stuff, and I do lights, and I don't just do this, you know? Do we have a camp assigned? I don't know. Did you guys set up anything? Well, that's a that that's a question then that I have for the handler. We have the parking pass. There's not anything that was set up uh, as far as where to camp? No, not yet. Okay. Well, give me give me a minute. I'll, uh, how many you got? You got six people one, two, three, four, five. There's five, five of us. Five. Five in this. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna check something real quick here. Uh I'm gonna make a couple phone calls. You guys uh check things out. There's no tricks about getting this thing started. It's just a she's just a big bitch. She travels uh kinda kinda turns kinda wide, so keep that in mind. I'm gonna make a few phone calls, I'll be right back. I appreciate it, thank you. He gets on his phone and he, and he walks off toward one of the buildings at the lot, leaving you all there. Since I still haven't heard anything, I think, from the BLM side of things, I'm going to immediately start scouting for a place to hide my pistol, just in case someone gets real fresh. Yeah, I have also bought, brought my pistol and I'm planning on stashing it in the RV. It's a big area. I imagine if, if we agree on, like, you know, we we have these particular chairs that we sit in so that we know not to set off the, the firearms that are stuck in, like, the arm. No, I'm... I just leave it in the in some kind of storage compartment. If you need to get to it quickly, that's not a good idea. 
Go ahead and give me a stealth roll, both of you, to stow your firearm. Ooh, a stealth roll. One of my least favorite skills ever. Um, I think I get to check stealth. Oh, I don't. I got a 12 out of 13. Oh, all right. Congratulations. That was close. So that's a uh, 79 out of 34. Rowan, you're able to find a, find a decent spot. River, you're able to find a decent spot as well. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, Rowan will is like taking in the the lay of the land and look around. Anyone have any particular feelings on fixed beds or Murphy beds? Uh, I'm okay with whatever. Ross, Reagan, you're you're, you're the two newbies. I'll I'll let you uh, decide what you're most comfortable with. Reagan heads straight for the most convenient bed and flops down. I head to one near Reagan's. Are you doing one of the pull-downs or the other fixed open bed? A uh, fixed open bed. So yeah, I guess I'll take the other fixed bed. Okay. I don't care about which bed. I'm just not pleased about the firearm situation. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier if we could just carry like we usually do, but when in Rome. I think we just have to hope that we have enough mourning to get them before we need them. Anyway, uh, we, we're going to do a shopping stop on our way. I've read that uh, uh, having some nice whiskey is a good thing for, for the gifting stuff. Oh, that's an idea. I could probably, um, well, I don't, ha- I don't know much about whiskey. That's not really my drink. But, you know, if we have uh, visitors to our camp, we can always make a few mixed drinks. Yeah, we should, we should stop off at Walmart and uh, get some of those sorts of supplies. Yeah, they said, they said whiskey and bacon. We're back to the old days. When you mention bacon, Vincenzo opens up the door. Hey, I heard the magic word. So is it like fresh bacon? Is candied bacon acceptable? Like, what are we looking at here? All of the above. Bacon is a bacon is a well-received gift, and it could almost be a currency, but we don't do the currency thing. So I got two options for you. You guys could either camp with the Queen's Geese. They run a, a, a British pub. That's out there on Playa, and they said that they, they've got spot for you if you want. Or we've got the Tiki Ladies uh, pinup group. Yes. What's their camp known for, besides, obviously, the pinup ladies thing? Oh, everybody dresses up and pin up at least one night, one night, one night of the week. And I think they've got a Tiki bar. I've been there, like, maybe once or twice, but uh, they've got space for you. Tiki Ladies pinup group, uh, yeah. Would we be required to dress up? Oh, if you're, if you're camp members, yeah. I mean, you're not required to do anything you don't want to. But, I mean, it's just a, it's a thing to do. I mean, if you're there, you're there. Participate. I vote pub. I'm also going to say the Queen's Geese. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like a riot. I'll let them know. Um, he walks over to the GPS unit types in the information um, and that's located about uh, four o'clock and C for Charlie. Guys aren't going to be far from me. You guys will probably hear us late in the early in the morning. You're on the loud side of the playa. Looking forward to it. All right. So if, if anybody's got any questions, ask me now, shoot me a text. Uh, I'm going to be heading out a little bit later on today, getting some things going on. I can even pick up some things if you guys uh, haven't grabbed it. Um, Last my buddy checked, um, it's going to be six hours from here to to the city itself. So about four hours to Dirt Road and then two hours off of Dirt Road on in. Traffic that bad? Oh, no, that's a good. 
Oh. You should have seen it yesterday. It was 14 fucking hours. Well, I'm glad we arrived today. Yeah, me too. What, what time is it now? 11 a.m. So we'll get there in time to get set up and get ourselves settled in for dinner and see what's going on. All right, Vincenzo, you have been a absolute angel. Thank you so much for all of your help. He does an exaggerated bow at the waist. All right, well, I hope you guys have a, have a good time. You know, it should be a, should be a hoot, you know. Um, oh, yeah, fuck your burn. Closes the door and smiles and waves, leaving everyone in the, the RV as he heads off. You know, I did learn one subculture's language. I have a feeling I'm going to get a crash course in a different language this week. I was going to ask him what the Renaissance was. He's he's talking about the Renaissance painters that the, no, I got, that the four I got Ninja Turtles in, are named for. I got it immediately. Well, then what are you confused about? I'm not. It was just funny to fuck with them. All right. Let's, uh, yes, let's, let's uh, try to avoid fucking with the people who are helping us with things like knowing where we're camping. Yeah, let's go with that. So, Walmart and then out? Tally-ho! <laughs> and sally forth. Who's driving? Rooster. Which is dumb because my drive is way higher than his, but he's not going to let me drive. At this point, he might, as long as he's in the passenger seat. Yeah, well, I'm fine. I'm fine navigating. So I'll plop myself in the passenger seat and buckle up. You find that there is a very expensive sound system installed, and there is a large hard drive filled with MP3 and waves of all different types of music. Shit, I hadn't prepped for this. Rowan will reach over and just hit the shuffle button and see what comes up. Make it Dan's problem, not ours. Some world-style dance music pops up. You're not able to discern what language it is, and there's a lot of umlaus and double Ns in the name of the title that pops up on the screen. It's more of an ambient type of, uh, you know, techno or EDM. Not a lot of bass at all, but it is kind of calming and does kind of uh, have a good feel as the RV pulls from the parking lot into the merging river of traffic. But not merging into river because that would be rude. That would hurt. I am going to set up a hot spot with my phone and pull out my laptop from my suitcase and do some work stuff. So you make it to the Walmart, and the Walmart itself is your standard size, large city Walmart supercenter. You do see that there are many RVs here, many vehicles. You have to park at the back of the parking lot before you can get into the Walmart. As uh, you head there with your, your shopping list on your phones, you see that there are flats of water and peanut butter and other items like out in the aisleways, and there is a sign that says bicycles this way. And as you pass by the sporting goods section, you see that associates are pulling bikes out of boxes and assembling them for the long line of people that are there to purchase bicycles. All of these people look as though that they are headed to the burn. Did we have bicycles in the RV? No. Do we have room for bicycles in the RV? Is there one of those, like, bike racks on the back? There is. 
But also with Rooster's Tetrising skills, there's always room for things in the RV. Uh, why don't I get in line here? You, you can take care of the other stuff. That's probably a good idea. I think we want to get at least one bike, possibly two, if we can finagle that. You get the items on your shopping list, and you're able to obtain two bicycles. They're like mountain bikes. They're not really high quality, but they'll do in a pinch. Because River thinks of these things, River also picked up a few spare tires, as well as a few extra inner tubes, and he also purchased a bunch of helmets. None of the helmets, though, are fancy. Well, well, that's okay. Reagan went to the crafts section. She is picking up neon yarn in any color that she can find, preferably the full rainbow. She's going to go get any fun stickers. Uh, we're going to avoid the glitter, but if we've got some like paints or something like that, yeah. And some glue. And Vincenzo said he was supplying lights, right? Yes. I think I will also grab some like glow sticks, though. <laughs> yeah. There are bins and bins of glow sticks and chemical lights for people to purchase. You see that there are arm lights. You even find a couple like headlamps. Well, not a couple. You find it boxes and boxes of headlamps. And everything is fairly inexpensive, but also fairly cheaply made. Although Walmart's Ozark trail stuff is pretty solid for outdoors type of items rooster you you look through a few of the the camping supplies that are there and you find a fancy entrenching entrenching tool that is made a little bit better than the marines e-tool that's there well it's not supplied by the lowest bidder right but this is less than 15 dollars pick up that pick up a crap ton of sunscreen more coffee, because I know us. I'll grab a 12-pack of Diet Coke. <laughs> You're gonna want more than that. <laughs> oh yeah, two. and a flat of Red Bull. Thinking about the various like parties that she went to in her college years, Rowan will actually make a swing through the feminine hygiene product aisle and obtain... Those sorts of items, just in case there are other people who forget those sorts of things. Because um, some of the weirdest things get forgotten when, when you go out on those sorts of adventures. She'll also get reasonably decent uh, ginger ale, some pretty good rum, and uh, lime juice in a bottle. But she grumbles ever to herself, but recognizes that trying to keep limes fresh would be a fool's errand. Trying to think of, of ways to... Uh, make friends and influence people while out in the middle of the desert. As you're walking by the booze aisle, Rowan, you hear uh, a couple of, of younger folks talk about, yeah, you got to bring your own, you got to bring your own cup. Shit, I don't have my own cup. What do you mean like a cup? They're like, yeah, just grab any mug that'll do. You look to your left and you see that there is a 12 pack of copper Moscow mule mugs available at a decent cost grab, stick in my cart, and then consider. And if there's another one behind it, grab that as well. Make Rooster use those Tetrising skills. Make or let? Depends on how annoyed he is with me for what I show up with. Shopping takes about a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Getting out and through the line takes another 45 minutes. Yeah. 
But during that time, there are people that are behind you are, are chatting you up and in front of you and people are talking about going to the event. And there is an energy that's contagious. You know, it is definitely an infectious optimism and excitement. Even for those that are kind of, you know, fairly stoic like River, you see people making good decisions on picking up different types of sunscreen, picking up wide brim hats, and friends looking out for each other, like handing hats or handing over things like they wouldn't necessarily uh, remember. You see quite a few people walking by and just dropping ibuprofen into people's carts after asking if they've if they have it, and they're like, "No, I didn't think about it," and they just drop them in and walk on by. People talking about making sure that they carry enough water in. You did have quite a bit of water in the RV. If you wanted to get more, you could, but it's not necessary. When you go to check out, you see the Walmart associate is standing there kind of slack-jawed, giving you a bit of a smile, the customer service smile, but they seem to be looking through you, almost as though they acknowledged you, but they're not entirely sure where they are because they've been on their feet for the past 18 hours because this place has become a virtual Grand Central Station with more business coming in these last two days than in the entire year of this store. And they're getting asked stupid questions all the time. Oh, hey, are you okay? You look like maybe you could use some ibuprofen. The gal behind the, the thing looks, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, hold on a moment. And she turns and takes a swig of water and pops two quick pills of uh, what looks to be ibuprofen. It's a good idea. Thank you. Yep. Stay hydrated. Make sure that you make them give you your breaks because you look all in. Oh, yeah, but I got a bonus coming. River, when you say hydrate, you hear somebody else behind you say hydrate. Somebody else behind them say hydrate. And then in the very back, hippies, hydrate now! Almost everyone in the store picks up a water bottle and chugs it. Everybody takes it out of their cart, takes a drink, and puts it back in so this way they, don't, they, they get charged for it as they should appropriately. I shrug, grab a water bottle, and chug it. It seems as though it's this weird communal activity. You have a sense that you'll be hearing that throughout the week. Rooster just looks at River and Rowan and says, Cults? Mm, not here, I don't think. Just the lowercase c. No, community. You know, in-groups have their phrases. Y'all in the military had your in-phrases that no one else knew. Same difference. Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hydrate. Really complicated word there. When you say hydrate, somebody else says hydrate. <laughs> and it goes back, and you hear the same voice. Hippies, hydrate! And you hear groan come over everyone, but they do it. And Ross, like, kicks himself and, like, puts his hand to his face. Oh, this is gonna be fun. You hear somebody in the line, I hope this line goes faster, I gotta piss! Don't worry, you gotta pee, you gotta pee clear, that's the idea. Rooster, don't you dare. Dare what? I know what you're thinking and you're not doing it, let's go. <laughs> you get all checked out and everyone heads out. Rooster, you look back and you see this large crowd of hippies. But you also see, surprisingly, a couple guys dressed in... I 
there's this m weird modern fashion of the veterans you know they all kind of have you know these t-shirts with the you know the flags on both arms but you do see that these don't have some of the the conservative type of uh, sayings on them this one says uh vet for free hugs and another one says we fought for everyone and everyone is written in the colors of the rainbow rooster walks up where'd you serve I started off in Lejeune, and then I had a couple spots over in the sandbox. I spent some time in Mosul, and uh, much of the time in the green zone. How about you? Uh, Baghdad, Mosul, lots of other places, can't say. Uh, we don't need to worry about where you can and you can't say. Any, any looks at you? You're going, you're going to the thing? Apparently. All right. Um, hey, check us out. We're, uh... We're over at Gone Elvis. Uh, you'd be welcome there. Gone Elvis is a military term for they've left, meaning people have gotten out of the military or have left base because Elvis has left the building. Gone Elvis, huh? Gone Elvis. And apparently there's a time I'm supposed to be able to find you at? Oh, yeah, shit. You're getting into it. Yeah, we're at 630 Alpha. Well, apparently I'm with a limey bar, so I'll have to find you there. Okay. Yeah, should be no no problem, man. Be cool. What's your name? Redacted. Stick out my hand. He puts his hand out and shakes yours. They call me Gravy, because I'm all over everything. Oh, yeah? Yep. Leave any for the rest of us? Of course. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what do I actually need to know about this place? Uh, who, uh, have fun. You know what? Come by. We do a morning knot revelry. We've got some of the best coffee. We've got a former DI from, from, uh, Thousand Palms. And we got a guy from San Diego. We got a, a squid guy from San Diego that makes some amazing coffee. And, uh, come by. We'll talk in the morning, in the morning, right about sunup. All right. I'll find you there. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks. Gives you a fist bump. And kicks his, his right foot with his left and you see it kind of twists a little bit and he's like, shit. And he spins it back around and walks a little bit further back in the line as you see that he's got a prosthetic leg. Kind of take note of that. Mental note and uh, head back towards the RV. You head back to the RV and everybody is putting things away in the RV and you're carrying your, your, your bag or your three bags because I'll call it carry all bags only in one trip. Don't take two trips, right? One trip or die. That's right. As we get there, Rooster drops the bags, pulls something out, and hands it over to River. Here. I figured the Ferrari one's still in the green box, so this one's rainbow. Thanks. You're welcome. You know, just in case we run into some stairs. And then he hops in. Damn it, we should have brought the, the, the violin. That would have been so cool, having a violin that doesn't make any sound. It's Thor's ukulele! Oh, that's what made that... I'm just putting that piece together all these years later. Okay. What? Nothing. What, what piece? Nothing. Reagan leans over to Ross. Do you, do you have any idea what they're talking about? Not a clue. Okay. Rooster turns around, puts one hand up, does half of the hand thing, saying, Hippies. 
All right. Well, it sounds like we're going to be doing a lot of uh, driving in line. So let's let's try to go and uh, get in that line as quickly as we can. You merge back into the traffic, and it is a slow but steady flow north. You travel through much of the desert, and there's a lot of time where you can talk as traffic is going quite slow. You reach a small town called Gerlock, and you see on the GPS there is a tagged area that says Org Headquarters, and you drive by, and you see this small wooden building. Oh yeah, this is only a two-lane road. There are maybe eight or nine streets in Gerlach itself. It's small. You travel through this tiny town, and you see that there are people outside their homes in chairs, and it seems like the community is gathered, and there is an angry look on nearly every resident's face. You see there are signs that say no parking. Um, A few signs say no parking under penalty of your vehicle being shot. I would like to use this time, uh, reset up the hotspot on my phone to do some research into like local newspapers about that thing in the desert and any like thing that's happening besides this. This takes up everything. The burn is the largest event that goes on out here. Occasionally during other times of the year, because it is the desert itself is a it's technically not a salt flat but it is the dry lake bed there are speed tests that are run here um, with vehicles movies and music videos have been filmed out here there has been some government testing sites north of the burn and black rock desert but most of those seem to have been closed down there's quite a few hot springs around as well that are tourist attractions, but they're currently closed by the Bureau of Land Management during this time, mostly because one, they're very hot, and two, that is a drowning liability that they don't want to risk with all of the people that are here. You travel up the road and you see that there are freshly made signs. They're made in the old Burma shave style that say hippies hydrate or this way to the burn. And then you see that there are a listing of principles that are written, you know, leave no trace, be present, all of these concepts and ideas that seem to be ever present amongst this community. And they're done artistically. You even see a few metal structures that are alongside the road that have a small fence and a tag on them. The structures themselves are art pieces. One you see is a large uh, phoenix cut of metal and it shines in the light as the afternoon has started to uh, settle in. Around six o'clock you turn off of the highway and traverse down a dirt road and you see that there are people dressed in uh, neon. You've you've seen these neon belts before Rooster. Hell you've had these PT neon belts and worn them so many times and they're helping direct traffic. They're kind of pulsing people to go through. It's a well-oiled machine. You arrive at a check-in point where everyone is stopped. It's almost like a uh, border cross check-in uh, toll booth type situation. A gal in a very wide-brimmed hat and a khaki vest 
walks up to the window and motions for you to roll down the window. I do. Hi, welcome home. Uh, thanks. Yeah. All right, everybody has their tickets, huh? I'll pull up the information and pass it over to her. She pops up on her tippy toes. Oh, okay. Well, how about you guys open your doors? Come on out. We'll get your tickets and we're going to do a quick inspection of the vehicle. Sounds good. All right. So, yeah. Sure. So no pets, right? No pets. I mean, no, no four-legged animal pets. I mean, what you guys do on your own time. I mean, that's cool. Consent is key here, right? Uh, yes. Consent is always key. But no, none of the four-legged variety. I miss Chase. You're ushered over to a small little hut type situation. You see somebody has a, a laptop. With a quick glance, you see that there is a like a satellite set up here for internet, as well as some pretty well-hidden technology. They take your information, they take your, your tickets and, and scan them and, and you know review them and the entire time she's going through a list of like the do's and the don'ts, you know, there's no money to be transacted here. Be present, participate in things. Don't just be an observer, take pictures, but take memories, leave nothing behind all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, are you guys all new? Yep. Brand new. All of you. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you hear a bell ring on one of the other stopping points. And you see two people jump down into the dust and start making snow uh, snow angels or dust angels. All right. This is what all virgins have to do. Um, you know, if you guys want, you don't have to do it, but it's kind of the thing. You know, welcome home and uh, go ring the bell and uh, go take your first dust bath. Okay. Not the first time I've done this. You've been, oh, you've been to this one? You've been here before? Well, welcome back home. Can I give you a hug? Is she cute? Yes. Yeah, I'll take a hug. She gives you a good heart-to-heart hug that lasts a little bit longer than normal outside mundane hugs would last, but not so long that it would be awkward, and also not as long as something that might happen in a weird fish cult hippie house in San Francisco. Hmm. Hmm specific frame of reference isn't it just <laughs> i'll i'll look over at ross and reagan and kind of shrug and be like well it's like when you go to a rocky horror picture show for the first time and you get the v on your forehead let's go she points she goes i've always wanted to do that my grandfather was involved in doing rocky at the at the at the theaters it is ridiculously fun especially if you go to the ones where they let you actually like have the props um, I, my first one wasn't that, but the, but the next time that I went, the props were fantastic. Oh, that would be cool. Um, on that, you guys, uh, yeah, participate, do that. I think there might actually be somebody doing a showing here. Oh, that would maybe it's on me at all. <laughs> min, it's supposed to be midnight on Saturday, but it depends on when, when, when there's the burn, when the big guy burns and she nods her head to the right and you follow to where she nodded and you see almost as though it's serendipitous and coinkydinks and shit the dust in the clouds kind of fade and you see a city in the desert about a mile away and a very very large 70 foot 70 to 80 foot large wooden structure of a man with his arms outstretched hmm wait don't you know when the man's gonna burn 
Yep. But last year, the past couple of years, because of weather and wind, because we do take safety third, we wanted to make sure that, you know, nobody really got hurt when it burned because they had some pretty big explosions. So that might happen, you know fire and explosions and stuff going off and also the drones um, that were in the air that were doing the light show they were also uh, some of them were blown off course and that was kind of kind of fun but they they got back on course when the when the wind got back down okay okay that makes a whole lot of sense but i have to ask what are first and second i was about to ask exactly the same thing <laughs> she winks at you don't worry you'll find out all right well i'll i'll hook my arm in regan's like come on let's go take a dust bath yeah, we're going to get dirty anyway, aren't we? Might as well yes. just embrace it. Ross and Rooster, you're Ross, are you going to go jump in the the dust? Come on, do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow behind, yeah. Rooster being a little bit more curmudgeonly and maybe slow to jump in. You look back and you see that there you see that a large guy, a guy about your shoulder width, maybe a little bit taller than you, also dressed in khakis steps onto the RV with the flashlight. Mm-mm. I got nothing. Shit. Okay. He comes out, like, he spends a lot of time in the RV. The rest of our cell, you know, drops down and makes some dust angels and rings the bell. And when you get back up, the gate person asks if she can give each of you a hug. Okay. She gives you a hug, and it's it's more of her showing that she's going to ask you for permission, and she's trying to set a good example. Rowan very happily takes the hug. Consent should be number one. And that's what she whispers to you as she hugs you. I'll nod a little bit and, and say quietly, Consent is always number one. Not everybody follows that path, but they should, and we try to instill that in everyone. But welcome home. Once the uh, the ranger over there gets done with your vehicle, you guys can uh, head on in. Um, he just has to give me an all clear on your vehicle. We've got your vehicle pass here. And uh, where are you guys camping? Uh, we're camping over with the Queenskis. The Queenskis. Oh, those they, they're the ones that have the British pub. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Good, good guys, good guys, I, good, good folks. I like, I like them. Um, I'll probably see you, see you guys over there if you guys are going to be uh, be working the pub at all. That would be neat. I, I suspect we'll be putting in some hours uh, helping out there. Seems like the thing to do, right? That's what it is. We're a community, right? Absolutely. The large fellow, wa- uh, he walks off the RV carrying a clipboard. Looks around. Oh, hey, is this uh, this yours? Uh, this is this is ours. I'll say, gesturing to the five of us. All right. Well, you're good to go. You know, make sure that you uh, don't drop any black water. And if you've got any, uh, your camp should have some gray water policies and procedures. If they don't ask about them, we can get you guys set up with that. But uh, everything should be good to go. He pounds on the on the side of the vehicle. Roll on out. Tip him a little two finger salute. Thank you much. And then give him an impish grin and say, don't forget to hydrate before darting back into the RV. He reaches down, pulls out a canteen, takes a sip, and says, same. Yep. I'll, I'll reach into the vehicle, grab my water bottle, hold it up, take a sip. I do my best to, like, brush myself off, and I'll brush off Reagan's back if she wants, and then go in, back inside the vehicle. Thanks. I hear consent's important. Yeah, that's why I didn't throw dust in Rooster's face. 
you make your way, it seems as though traffic is opened up and it's a few more lanes of traffic across this dry lake bed. The city is set up like a clock. It is in a wheel and spoke type of setup with the man at the middle and you see a very large structure north of the man, further out, another large wooden structure. But you do see that there are art pieces here and there. Off in the playa, you see that there are other large vehicles. One of them looks like it's a elephant running slowly across the playa, across the desert. As the lights come up from the city itself and the sunset is hitting, it is beautiful. This is an intentional community that's built in less than two weeks' time that becomes the third largest city in the state of Nevada. You pass a Department of Public Works vehicle. You see that there are these rangers walking about. You see that there are art cars. You see a large double-decker British-style bus with a lion's head in the front and a kid, well, a teenager or young 20s, sitting in the mouth of the lion with their legs kicking and you hear the beats of, a, of reggae coming from the vehicle as you drive by it. You see the largest Jeep you've ever seen. It is obviously modified. It's fabricated to be 10 times the size of a normal Jeep, including the steering wheel being absurdly large with someone driving it from behind. Oh yeah, it is also pumping very, very loud tunes. You follow the directions that you have and you follow down the streets and there are some street signs here and there. And there are lamps that are being lit on large wooden poles by people dressed in robes with sticks across their shoulders and with lamps on them. And they're hanging the lamps with these large sticks on these wooden poles. You see a wooden building that's been constructed and you see a stylized goose with six heads on the front door and they each have crowns atop their head. The door itself is red. The rest of the, the walls are blue and beyond it you see that there are campers and vans and quite a few tents set up here. A skinny man wearing a kilt and a top knot and a mess shirt comes running up to you. The man has a respirator on his face and he pulls it down and comes up. Hey, you guys are turtles all the way down, right? That's us. I'm random. So you guys could uh, pull up uh, pull up back here. It is kind of tight. You going to be okay uh, making that turn there? I'll get out and guide. Uh, if you want me to take the wheel. Yeah, go ahead. You're better at the delicate stuff. I'm a blunt instrument. And I'm the scalpel. Let's do this. And I'll trade seats with him. All right, go ahead and give me a drive roll. Let's see if you get parked and see how many tents you run over. <laughs> You're going to get a plus 20 because River is out there as well as Random helping you uh, find your spot. Cool. Uh, good thing, too, because that was a 61 out of what would have been 50, but it's 70. All right, excellent. You're able to surgically park the RV they had a spot set up for you. It ended up being a little bit too small. So with some finagling, you were able to get it all clear. You get parked and 
you see a small army of people come out of the back of that wooden structure. About six to eight. Maybe not an army. A squad. So bigger than a fire team. Smaller than a platoon. Yep. And they go about, you know, hooking up some gray water lines. As you see that there's a, a pretty good sized tank. Random comes over to the door. He goes, oh, welcome. Welcome to uh, the Queen's Geese. Uh, v sent you guys, said you guys were uh, going to be staying with us, yeah? Honk. Honk, honk, motherfucker. That's right. Come on. There it is. You'll fit in perfectly. Thank you so much for uh, providing the room here. We're we're definitely very new and figuring all this out. So we appreciate the hospitality. Oh, no problem. Hey, look at you, Pikachu. You look cute. I like that. As he looks over at Ross. Thank you. Take, take off my sunglasses since it's darker now and hang them on my the mesh part of my sweater. You're you're into it. Um, I take it you guys are all virgins though, right? This, you, right, you know, right. the the thing in the desert, virgins. Right. Oh yeah, that that's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> right. Huh. The other kind of virgin. <laughs> right. This is your first. This is your first time here. Well, welcome home. We got a we got a couple things here. Um, I'm sure that that V told you, you know, what you're gonna need to do, or he didn't. He didn't. Looking at the look on your faces, he didn't. All right. Um, all we're gonna ask is that you guys uh, pull a couple shifts, uh, work in the bar. I presume you're all over 21, yeah? Well, I am anyway. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Physically or emotionally? Uh, no, it should be physically because you know what? I'm a 12 year old all the time. There we go. But, you know, uh, ask that you guys do, you know, a, a four-hour shift, you know, work in the bar. What that means is you ask people for their ID, ask them what they want, uh, provided that they're over, you know, they're at the appropriate age, you know. And if they have something we have, uh, make it for them. If you don't know how to make them, ask them how to, how, how to make it. If they don't know how to make it, come up with it or ask one of us. Sounds like fun. Sound good. I mean, as long as everybody's all good with that, oh, yeah. um, come on in. And he opens up the door and kind of ushers you inside. And you hear light Gaelic music playing in the background. Almost like you walked into a bar in a D&D setting. There's quite a few people in here talking. Um, you see that there is a large wooden bar with a brass rail for the feet. and A mismatch of stools and chairs. You see a few hastily created but sturdy benches and couches set up here and a few tables that are set up that have some board games, some checkers, go, a chessboard. There's a dartboard in the corner. There is a picture of the Sex Pistols uh, God Save the Queen album up on the wall and uh, an entire wall and bar full of booze. Just go on up. Uh, you guys get anything that you want. You guys are free to free to do do what you want. Go explore. Go have a good time. Uh, in the morning we do breakfast. We do a full English, um, so you guys can you guys can get start your day off right. And uh, you know that is usually between seven and eight. Uh, if you can help uh, cook, then uh, that's greatly appreciated because you know many hands make light work, right? What what time does the cooking start? About six. Okay. I've been told I burn cereal, and I'm not allowed. We have those as well. Uh, speaking of food, uh, we've been on the road for a long time, um, and, you know, I guess we could cook something us ourselves, but is there anything ready-made? 
Uh, we've got a couple scotch eggs in the back. They're a bit cold. Um, we don't really do food to gift out food. If someone brings in food, that happens. Um, the other day, somebody brought in a, a, about six or eight fruit cakes, but by the time you got done with two pieces, you were schnockered. But across the way, um, there is a uh, there's a, a local company out of Arizona that does uh, tacos, and uh, there is the there's Pasta Taco, which is just right down the way there. Uh, I think there's a line, and they're still going to be serving food until nine. And, and you just walk up and ask for it, is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, make sure you got your plate. You know, your plate, your utensils, and your uh, your cubs. You guys have your you guys have your own stuff. Uh, I think I think there's some stuff in the RV. Mr. V was supposed to outfit us. He's usually got stuff in the RVs. I've rented one of his RVs before. Well, well not, not this one, though. It's nice. So he had a joke that that's as fast as turtles fucking. He couldn't get it to go any faster. That's why he painted it green like that. Is it true? Does it does it get up to speed or is it really slow? We didn't really have a chance to find out. We were in so much traffic. That's a good point. <laughs> I guess it's slow and steady wins the race, right? So tortoises, all that stuff. See the turtle of enormous girth? Upon his shell he holds the earth. Yonk, yonk. Mm. <laughs> that reminds me, um, how territorial are you about different poultry? What did... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need more. You know, rooster, you could just come out and ask. Oh, your name's have, Rooster? I don't have to come out. I'm not hiding in a closet. That There's nothing about that with me. Good, man. If you were in a closet, I figured you'd be the kind of guy that would kick the door open. You're not wrong. It's true. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, Rooster. Hi. Random. And he, sh- and he puts his hand out for you to shake. Oh, God, there's too many R names already. <laughs> R names? Why? It's, it's, it's a standing joke. And I'll start pointing. Rowan? River, pause, Reagan, Ross. And a partridge in a pear tree. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm random. I have to know, did, did Rooster get Reagan and I right? <laughs> I'm going to roll for that. <laughs> nope. Cool. Hey. 94 out of It's Funnier. Cool. Um... Yeah, well, welcome, our names. Um, hmm, that's funny. That guy over there, his name is Raul. The short, furry guy with the uh, the cap on. The one that looks like uh, Gilligan from Gilligan's Island, but about three times his width. His name is Rocco. So, yeah, I guess we're filled with a bunch of our names here. Of course. Oh, we're doomed. We are. So is this a pirate tavern now? Because of the R's. Hold on. I got something. And he runs out. A girl comes over. Where, where did Random go? I think he'll be back in a sec. Oh, we okay. made a really good joke, and he, he's got a punchline somewhere. <laughs> I think he's got to go get it, though. Nice to meet you. I'm Rainy. Oh, well, that'll do it. <laughs> what? Hi, I'm Rowan. Hi, Reagan. Rowan. Ross. Hi, hi, Reagan. River. Rooster. Which is why we laughed. There's a lot of There's a lot of R names. Oh my. There's a pattern here. It sounds like our names are just drawn to the pub. Who would have thought? It's not even a little bit random. <laughs> no, he's over there. Oh, random's not little at all. Alright, well I say we go get some dinner, but you three, pointing at Rooster, Rowan, and River, need to change. That is true. Uh, 
Time to party hardy. <laughs> I like the way I am. Outfits. Your clothes. Rooster looks down. He's wearing cargo pants, boots, and a tank top. Well, let's let's at least get you lit. Yeah. Rini goes, that's a good idea. What do you, what's your poison? <laughs> Rum? I mean, we got enough R's going on here. Funnily enough, my drink of choice is usually dark and stormy. So, yeah, rum. That's the, the, the ginger. Uh, ginger ale and, and lime juice. I have some of the supplies in the RV if you haven't tried it before. Ooh, we have some We have some uh, Australian that, that random loves. Some Australian ginger Bundaberg? beer. Bundaberg? Did he bring Bundaberg? Yes. The good stuff. All right, I'll go get that for you. What does any? What does everybody else want? Well, it's it's a it's a pub. I want ale. You want ale? Okay, bring your cups up. All right, we'll be back shortly. Random comes running in the door as soon as you're about to exit. He's got something black in his hands, and when he bumps into your Ross, he goes, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry, but this is perfect, perfect." What do you got? Runs over to the front to the, right in front of the front door, and hangs up a black flag of a skeleton holding a cup. Excellent. Yo-ho, yo-ho. Amazing. Ross Rogan, I think I'm going to need some help. I don't know how to dress for this. I I might be able to cobble something together from what I have, but I am am low on the, uh, well, the dress code. Well, we also got glow sticks and craft supplies and yeah. We'll make it work. Don't worry. We can we can outfit. It seems like you can you can dress as comfortably as you want, but you know, it's our first night in town. We should get a little snazzy. <laughs> All right. Well, I have my pride tank top. That's a start, That's I guess. Excellent place to start. Cool. Come help me with this and Rowan's going to head back for the RV being like, she's definitely fish out of water trying to figure this out, but she's trying. River, they draw an ale for you from a tap. The fellow behind has a, uh, you know, he's dressed in a brown wool suit and you can't really understand why, but then you see that he has wrapped around his neck a multicolored scarf that's at least five meters long. Oh, nice to meet you, doctor. Uh, Same to you. Well, if you'll excuse me, uh, I have probably should go get changed before my friends decide to put together an outfit for me. He takes a puff on a pipe. That might not be a bad idea. You head out and Rooster, you see a old woman who's hunched over enter the pub with another woman that's about 60 or 70. The old woman's dressed in like this blue caftan and she has eye makeup on and her hair is really thin. She, it does not look like she belongs here. Oh, she also has on a necklace that is flashing and she's got bangle bracelets on that have, you know, lights on that, you know, the rainbow of colors as she's walking by in this, you know, blue caftan type of clothing and walks up to the bar next to you. Just under his breath, muttering, I don't get it at all. Oh, you can get it, soldier boy. Eh. All this dust, it's going to run rivers. I mean, you're making rivers run right now. I look over at the doctor. The doctor's just looking at you, and he backs away slowly. So, you think 
you you think you can think you can get and get a, a lady a drink here? Yeah, he's gonna take care of you. Hold on, I think I hear them oh, calling no, no, my no, name. No. And not not him. No, no, get back over here. Come on, Lefty. Don't you run away from me. I know you're scared. You can handle it. He actually pauses a second at the lefty line, kind of, and then walks out the back door. Mm, that man, there's something about him. I like him a lot. The barkeep, what can I get you, ma'am? Oh, you can call me Ophelia. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislawski and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season five is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. 